Welcome back to The Old Goal of Truth. I'm Bryce. And I'm Alex. This show is all about exploring self-improvement through philosophy. This season, we are studying the last days of Socrates. And this past week, we studied the Credo. And if you're just joining us now, we encourage you to start at the beginning of the season and read the last days of Socrates along with us. So, Bryce, do you want to go through a little bit of the setting here before we jump into our conversation? Absolutely. So, we're we're currently in jail. Uh, Socrates is waiting for his sentence to be passed, and Credo's been coming to visit him quite quite often, actually. Um... And Credo has actually planned an escape escape for Socrates. So now he's just trying to convince Socrates to get out. Yeah, basically Credo comes in and he's like, hey, we got a way out for you. And Socrates is like, nah, nah, I'm going to die. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of an interesting scenario and it brings up a lot of interesting questions um, that that I found. Um, a lot of a lot of questions we've even talked about previously on the show, uh, like like what is your duty as a citizen, right? And how much you should um, you should trust the laws that are given, and how much you should abide by them, and when it's right to overthrow them or change them and what the proper process is to change them and so i i found it really interesting do you want to uh jump in and and give your initial thoughts here yeah so same thing um i found i found it very interesting what they their conversation was about um i was kind of thinking what what came to my mind was actually national treasure the first one and how how they're kind of in this debate of they're they're stealing the declaration of independence to prevent it from being stolen mm yeah right so it's it's that it's that toss up right it's it's exactly what you and I spoke about um in the second episode and even a little bit in in our third episode of good versus evil Mm -hmm. right because if you look at the movie yeah they're stealing the declaration of independence which is a bad thing but it's to prevent the declaration of independence from being stolen which is a bad thing right right right. so it's it's kind of a weird toss-up on that one but that's just kind of what came to my mind and they they were also talking about whether to whether or not they should follow what everyone else is saying. Mm-hmm. So, so what I what I thought was interesting um, was pretty pretty much what you were saying. But I think in my mind, um, I I had this big toss up between between you know uh, escaping prison um, because you were being punished unjustly, right, or respecting the law right to at what point do you say no thank you i'm going to do my own thing right or at what point do you say no this is the law i understand it and they talk about this in here 
where uh, Socrates is, is talking about how he was brought up in Athens, how he had the opportunity to go and take his life to another city. He even praised other cities, but he, he committed himself to this social contract, and they talk about that. Um, he, he, says, uh, he says kind of as he's speaking for the law, if he were to get caught escaping, or even if he hadn't been caught escaping, but uh, in this dialogue, he says, he has in fact, speaking of Socrates, he has in fact entered into a compact with us to do what we order. So I guess this is like if you were to join the military and your commanding officer gave you an order, you agreed to follow those orders, right, when you signed up. And so at what point, though, do you say, hey, wait a second, these orders are wrong, right? At, at what point do you take a step back and look at the contract that you signed and say, I don't think this is right, even though I know I signed on for it. At what point is it okay to fight back and push back against something that you agreed to? For Socrates, he wasn't told by anyone to do what he did, right? Mm-hmm. So when you look at it, it was his his own decision. In his mind, he was right, and he was unjustly accused. Right. Now, with that being said, the law is the law. Right, right. right. But he, I mean, the issue, the issue I'm grappling with is that this is, this is, what has been determined to be law, right? Uh, it goes back to that uh, Star Wars Clone Wars quote that I shared uh, in the, I think it was in the last episode, where Ahsoka or Ahsoka and Maul are fighting and then Maul, uh, Ahsoka is saying that he'll be brought to justice and Maul says, what is justice but the, uh, the decision of the current power base, right? Or justice is decided by the current power base and so it doesn't necessarily mean that it was right but it was what the the powers determined and if you go based off of that well if you have power over somebody is it just to abuse it is it just to use it in that way right like what what do you think uh what would you think if if somebody has power over you and and they abuse it but you can't do anything about it because that that's the the power situation right that's the that's the dynamic that exists and so does it become just because they say so so this is this is what i've been thinking about so if you if you are accused of killing someone mhm even even though you're innocent, you are accused of killing someone, right? Mm-hmm. Do you is it right to escape jail and technically do something illegal at that point mm-hmm. to so that you don't have to be in jail anymore? Um, is it right to escape jail at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if if you are accused of for example in countries that 
unfortunately don't have um, freedom of speech, mm-hmm. if you get put in jail because of something you said or whatever it may be, at that point, especially if like if if the country's doing something wrong and you're trying to say, hey guys, like we need to fix this problem mm-hmm. and the country wants to keep it hush hush, at that point, is it right to escape from jail to continue to in in this case do right? Right. Right. So it's kind of a it's it's a debate in between these two because I think I think Socrates is kind of in the middle of the two. Yeah. Yeah, it, because like yeah. Yeah, they're they're trying to like they're using Socrates as a scapegoat, right? Like just right. End of story. They're using him as a scapegoat. But does that mean that what he is doing is right? Yeah, I I don't know. And see, the thing is in this in in the credo they they talk about how um how you shouldn't be concerned with with what the multitude thinks of you right it says that multiple times it says don't worry about what everybody thinks about you right but then uh, socrates is like well i can't go i can't escape because everybody's going to think that i you know did something wrong right like that's kind of the vibe I got from it. And I know it's, it's more so a matter of personal honor, right? A personal, I need to do what's right by me, right? I need to make sure that I'm following my belief about what's right. Whereas I also got the sense that it was a little paradoxical in that, well, you shouldn't care what other people think about you, Credo. And then he says, but if I escaped everybody would think that I was bad and then I would be proving them right. It kind of, I don't know, it felt like a little bit of back and forth in my mind. What did you think? I I kind of felt the same on that. I think what he's trying to say is that there are some things that you shouldn't care about what other people say. Mm -hmm. There There are other things where you should care. So he's he's going from look this is the law right right I I have been sentenced by the law even though me personally I am not guilty mm-hmm. I'm innocent mm-hmm. I have been sentenced by the law and then and and so he's he's accepting that right he's accepting yeah. that judgment right now he he's saying he's like you shouldn't care that other people are saying these things and and you're you're totally right when he brings up the fact that hey i'm out of jail like if i break out of jail then people are going to think that i am a bad person right mm-hmm. and he's he's kind of talking about the minority right because there there are some people that that do believe in him right yeah right yeah and and there there's some people that have learned from him and are friends with him mm-hmm. and so he says you know if i break out then everyone's going to think i'm bad i'm personally not concerned about that but what is that going to do to other things 
right? right. What is that going to do to his friends specifically? Right. right. Yeah. He, he because for yeah for for those who didn't know him, but still thought he was innocent. And then he breaks out of jail, and now he's this bad guy. Mm-hmm. Those those people are going to change their mind, right? Which means right. that the possibility of doing business or being friends with Socrates's friends, right, are kind of diminished, right? And he he does he does make the point as well that he's an old man that he he's thinking I'm going to die soon, anyways. So what am I? Am I escaping from prison to have, you know, another year, right? He's not thinking that he's going to have this amazing quality of life if he does get out, right? And so, yeah, I I can get where he's coming from on that perspective. But maybe for a young man, right, if you or I were falsely accused, would you not, you know, want to escape from prison if you weren't supposed to be there? Yeah, and and I mean, obviously there's... There, there, there's a huge difference in between prison nowadays and mm-hmm. prison back then. Yeah. Right? Because in my mind, um, I was thinking about Pirates of the Caribbean, um, the kind of beginning scene of the first one where they're, where they're in prison when uh, the harbor gets attacked. Yeah. It's just these, these few cells yeah. surrounded by brick walls and like that's it. Right. There is right. no like courtyard that you go out into and work out and stuff um, where, frankly, something could happen to you. Right. Right. So. Like you, you you compare the two. I mean, now because of, I mean, what could happen to you in jail? Yeah, maybe I would want to break out. But at the same time, the word of you being out of jail can travel so quickly right now, right? But then you look back then where, I mean, you're pretty safe in jail, but at the same time, you are being sentenced to death. Yeah, I'm not... I mean, okay, so... So, I mean, in in our time, we also have... We also have other ways of getting out of prison if you've been falsely accused. Unfortunately, it happens oh, yeah, exactly. a lot. And so we have a legal system that, that helps you get out of this, right? Um, but what if what if we didn't? What if when you got put in jail, that was it? There was no chance ever of anything, right? A guilty or not. And so at what at what point do you rebel? At what point do you fight back physically instead of using the legal social contract that's been laid out by, you know, everybody who's come before us? At what point do you fight back? One person may say one thing and another person may say another thing. But then you look at, like, we're talking about back then, right? Mm-hmm. But then we're also talking about right now and and all these different things. And everyone has different standards, Right. right? Some people may say, you know what, I'm going to mind my own business. Like, I know people on are on the outside working for me to get out of here. Like, we're good, right? Yeah. But then there's other things where I know no one is working on getting me out of here. Right. Right. Everyone just thinks that I am actually guilty. No one's trying to prove my innocence. Right. Okay. Right. So it's kind of this... 
the this toss up on all these different factors that that you really have to consider and so i mean i i could never give a firm answer until i was in that position and honestly i hope that i'm never in that position <laughs> yeah i think i think because yeah we're we're fortunate i don't like, think we'd ever be in that situation and yeah exactly and the, i think the thing is too is that those who are um are suspect to any sort of crime they're they're either in the wrong place at the wrong time which definitely happens mm-hmm. or the other one is they're just hanging out with the wrong group of people mhm right because you know what there there's there there's times in history where just associating with someone just screws over your whole entire life mm-hmm. just because you associated with them at one point in time right yeah especially you found that a lot with the red scare in the u.s um in in like the 60s and 70s is if if you have any any ties at all to communism it's over uh you see that really well uh there's a show from byu tv called granite flats which is a really really well done like an amazing tv show i think it's the only scripted tv show they um they do or at least the only good one that i've seen um and and it's about the cold war era and it shows the danger of association and um yeah and so one one question i had kind of getting back to the to the text a little bit is is if you were in Socrates' position, what would you do? Would you escape? Honestly, you know, because as you as you stated before, he's he's gonna end up dying soon, anyways. Like mm-hmm. it it doesn't matter. Um, I I personally would probably just say, you know what? Like I'm I'm just sticking here. Really. Yeah, like I mean if if I was if I was young um then like maybe mhm right but I I mean the fact that he knows that he's going to die in a year or two anyways mhm and I mean half of that will be traveling to another city <laughs> yeah, yeah right it's it, it's kind of like there's not much of a point anymore. And, I mean, he's got a point. It is the law. Like, he may be technically innocent. With with what he was tried for, it is a very kind of gray area. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. If he killed someone, then... Well, he killed someone. Like, it's just straight up that's against the law. Right. 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 But with what he's doing, it's kind of like, is it against the law? Is it not against the law? And and all these different things, right? Yeah, it's a very so, vague. It's not even, is it against the law or not? It's a, you know, was he even doing this? Was he even corrupting the youth? Does he even believe in the gods? He might, right? So I I would escape for the exact same reason that you said you would stay. 
I'm going to die soon anyways. I may as well just leave. You know, if I get caught on my way out and somebody kills me as I'm escaping, well, I was going to die the next day anyways. So I, I would think, why not have a little bit more adventure? Go live the last couple of years of my life. And I, I mean, okay, I get what he's saying about, about um, the, the fear of the persecution that would be left upon his friends and his family, right? He does, he does mention that saying, if I go and escape, then does, does everyone else who I love and care about, do they get pinned for it too? right do they suffer because of because of my selfish action to go and you know escape for a couple more years of life the the thing that um that i was thinking about if you escaped and and they knew that you did what would they say would they say you know what just kill the dude like right when you see him right if cuz cuz later on we'll read that he actually had a like peaceful death right he was surrounded by a bunch of his friends he he drank um the poison Mm -hmm. and died right yeah like he slowly lost feeling and then died yeah right but then i mean if if they just say find him and kill him Mm -hmm. well you know, there's a chance where you'll get stabbed with a sword, mm-hmm. and then you'll kind of lay there dying slowly. Yeah, in okay. pain. Right, <laughs> but I don't. I don't imagine drinking hemlock is you know a jolly experience either. Though, maybe it is. I don't know. But I, yeah, and I. I mean, that's that's the thing is that we we don't know, right? And yeah, and I think. This is the this is the hard thing about philosophy is that there is so much that you just don't know. Yeah, yeah, and I I mean that's I, why I think that that's why the show's called the old goal of truth because like we don't know it's a it's an ancient goal everybody's been looking for this. Yeah, exactly, and and I think I think one thing that that we have to realize is that there are so many gray areas. And and not just not just in philosophy, but in everything else. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, obviously there there are going to be some things where it's very straightforward, right? As in, I tasted a tomato and it tasted good, mm-hmm. right? Right. I mean, for me, that is a clear black and white situation. Obviously, for you, you would have to go and taste that tomato to agree with me. Right. Right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I guess it's a, you know, subjective stuff, but um but I I feel like we're going to end up talking in circles on that on that point. So I kind of oh, want to yeah. move in um to talking about public opinion. Um and we mentioned this at the top of the episode. We both mentioned it um in our starting comments. Um public opinion, how much should we care about it? It says Uh, Socrates said, we must not then, my excellent friend, so much regard what the multitude will say of us. Um, How much, yeah, how much do you care what people think? Be honest. More than I should and less than I should. How so? 
there's there are some things where I'm I'm just you know what I don't care I I'll take it as it is if someone do- doesn't like me because of it then so be it and then there's other things where it's it's very serious where I I'm like no I've gotta gotta make sure that this is this is good like it's it's so funny the one thing that really gets me is if I'm ever wearing my dress clothes, which I mean is often except for right now because mm-hmm. I'm part of the great Canadian pajama party half <laughs> the time or I'm at work and I'm wearing work clothes and right. those are slightly different. Um, but anyways, so whenever I'm wearing dress clothes and and I'm walking around, the one thing that always gets me is what does my back look like? Really? Yeah, because you know what the front like I've I've got my my knot for my tie is done up very nicely. I've right. got a tie pin like I'm I'm well dressed and I can see that when I look in a mirror. Right. Right. Or even when I just face down. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I can't see is how well my shirt is tucked in. Interesting. So that's why I kind of like wearing a suit jacket more than not. Right. Um, because then then it makes sure that at least I don't have that problem. But then sometimes I'm a little worried about, oh, is there like a stain on my on the back or is it a little crinkled because I was sitting down or, or something? Really? It's, it's always my back, though. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really interesting because you can't see it. So I actually, um, I do think about this sometimes. I think about it. Uh, less than I used to. And I don't know if I ever thought about it quite as much as you are saying you do. Um, But I remember when I first cut my hair, when I first started cutting my hair, you remember those days. Um, Yep. And I still still cut my hair now. Uh, But when I first started, I had no idea, no idea what I was doing, right? And, and so I would like try different things, take it down slowly, say, okay, maybe a little bit more here, maybe a little bit more there. And I'd try all these different things, you know, uh, it never looked great, but then, uh, the back, especially, I had no idea what I was doing on the back. Like how, you know, how am I supposed to tell? So I, I do it by feel. I use, now I have a, I have a method I use where I use my hand to guide, um, guide the blade and I, you know, I, I think I do a pretty decent job now of, of the back of my head, but back then just like terrible. Right. And and it looked so choppy, but I went and, uh, I was, I was at church and somebody said to me, they said, Alex, the, the, the back of your hair looks really bad. And they told me that I wasn't even close friends with this person at all. I, you know, I, I'd consider us acquaintances and I'm friends with everybody. And, and so we're not even close. And, and they tell me that the, the back of my hair, they didn't say it looks ridiculous. They said it looks awful. It looks stupid and, uh, really bad. And, and I, oh, it hurt me so bad, but this is what I said. I I said, well, it's a good thing. I never have to look at it then. And I walked away. Uh, because, (laughs) because it was kind of in that moment that I realized it's not that important. 
I I think it's good to look good. It feels good to look good. You know, it makes people like you. And that's really nice. Like, it, it feels good. I think there are evolutionary reasons uh, why, why you should care about what other people think of you. I mean, if, if you're obese and you don't care what other people think of you, well, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're unhealthy, right? If, if worrying about what other people thinks of you drives you to be a healthy individual, then I think that's good. But if it, if it drives you into unhealthy roots, right? Like it, it can cause you to be depressed. It can cause a lot of anxiety problems. Uh, then at that point, I, I think it's unhealthy. So, I mean, it's like with anything, right? It's about balance. But I do think, you know, I, I think, so. yeah, I, I think it's, it's a very in-between thing. And I totally, I understand Credo's fear about, you know, he's worrying, you know, will people think less of me? Um, but with something like that, I think, with, with something where you where you know that you did what's right, I think it's okay to not care what other people think of you. Um, at the same time, maybe avoid you know looking like you're doing something wrong. That you know that's probably good for your situation too, eh? Yeah. Well, and it's it's funny that you you brought up uh, cutting hair because. When when I cut my hair for the first time, mm-hmm. I like same thing. I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I think I was in the bathroom holding the razor in my hand for probably two hours because I'm like, I've got to get this right. I was trying different guards because mm-hmm. um, I I now do uh, just a six on the top of my head. Because mm-hmm. I keep my hair nice and short, as you know. Yeah. And, but I started with an eight. And then yeah. I was like, no, that's too long. And then I went to a seven. And I'm like, no, that's still too long. And then I went to a six. I'm like, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you then, experiment. And then I mean, yeah. And 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 doing the back, obviously, it's it's going to be difficult. And, and the hard thing was, is that the um, the kit that I got had this little tiny mirror that was probably only the size of my palm. And so I'm trying to do the back of my head with this little tiny mirror. Oh, we lost Bryce. Hello. Hey, yeah, I don't know why it hung up, but um Yeah. Uh so you're you're talking about cutting your hair, you have this tiny little mirror. Yeah, so I've I've got um I, I'm holding this little tiny mirror and got no clue what I'm doing. And I'm kind of freaking out now because I'm worried that I'm going to screw something up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I I ended up, uh, the next day I ended up going and, and I saw two of my friends who, they're, they're older, older ladies that I know. Um, and I mean, we were in a big group of people, but I, I chatted with those two and one of them actually knows how to cut hair. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm like, how does my hair look? This is the first time that I've cut my hair. And and like I, I do the whole spin and everything. I, I show them my head. And they're like, wow, that's actually really good for being your first time. 
And mm. because of that, I I kind of um I kind of was given the um confidence that hey, I can do the back of my head pretty well with this little tiny mirror. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not when I cut my hair, I'm not actually concerned about the back of my head as much as I was the first time that I had cut my hair. Mm-hmm. Because for, first of all, I got a new mirror that's a lot bigger. <laughs> and second of all, I've done it a, I've done it a number of times now where I mean, it, yeah, it's still hard to do it because it's just it's awkward to do. But it's just it's that confidence boost that I got when I first did it, and the fact that I haven't had anyone comment on it since. And I mean, most people don't comment on you cutting your hair, anyways. Like most people don't say, "Hey, you got a haircut." Right. They just like the people that I know don't do it. The, the people that I mean, I I don't tend to tell people that, "Hey, you got a haircut." It's like, yeah, yeah, I know I got a haircut. <laughs> yeah. Right? So maybe maybe the the lesson to take is that people really don't care. Like as long as you're, you know, living a decent life and being a decent person, people really don't care that much. Uh and they don't they don't think that much about you because they're worried thinking about themselves, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, um I I was talking to a friend of mine who we we both know the same guy um he's he's kind of a friend he's more than an acquaintance to me but i mean not quite a friend but i mean i know the guy I probably unless i don't see him for 5 years i probably won't forget him um just cuz that's kind of who i am um and but for for the guy that i was talking to he hasn't seen him for probably 2 months now or so and he's totally forgotten what he looks like. Like I said his name and he's like, who's that again? And and so it's kind of one of those things where, I I mean, if if the person's not even close to you or, I mean, a friend to you, then they're, they're going to kind of just forget. Right. Everybody's concerned with their own lives, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, before we uh, move on to to anything else is there anything specific from the book that you wanted to read up or uh from the reading that you wanted to bring up no actually those those two things just kind of talking about um how we should uh at at the very the first page um at the introduction of it 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 just talks about how um we should kind of obey the the laws of the country before we obey our parents or it even says or a slave to his master yeah um so that's that that was one thing that that i was thinking about uh going all the way back to the fifth row how yeah. he was like my dad killed the guy mhm like okay yeah sure this guy also killed a guy but mm-hmm. m- my dad killed the guy without having the law behind him right because 
I mean, back in the day when, uh, when the electric chair was still being used, mm-hmm. when there was still the death sentence, well, people, someone had to tur- flip the switch, right, to yeah. for the electric chair or pull the lever or whatever it may be, right? But if you say, oh, this guy killed the guy, he's going to be... He's, he's going to get the death sentence anyways. So why don't we just basically pass our own judgment and just kill him now, right? That's right. still against the law. Right. So that's exactly what if Ifthro is doing. He is following the law before he follows his parents. Right. Hmm. Yeah, and so I guess I guess what is... Where, where do people's loyalties lie? And I, I don't, you know, I I don't necessarily want to dive too deep into this. I think I think we could. I think we could have like a wildly long conversation about who you should be loyal to, um, where, like, what you should be loyal to. And I know I was asked this on a survey once. They said, do you consider yourself a Calgarian first, an Albertan first, or a Canadian first, or I think they had something about a global citizen first. And I thought, I thought, like, well, that's a really tough question. Because if it's between being a human and being anything else, like, I'm a human first, right? But then at the same time, if it's between uh, being a Canadian and being a Calgarian, like, I'm almost tempted to say Calgarian, but at the same time, I'm not, you know, like, I have different loyalties, and I don't know, I mean, they're not in conflict, fortunately, and I don't suspect they ever will be, but who knows. And so I wonder, I'd be curious to see generally uh, where people's loyalties lie, what, you know, uh, which which group of people they identify most with and would be most willing to sacrifice a relationship with over another yeah and you're you're totally right we could we could go really deep into that i was just thinking um about how you can't just say are you loyal to this more than you're loyal to this right mm-hmm. like are you a calgarian first or are you a canadian first well, if if I'm in another country, I'm a Canadian first because I mean no one knows where Calgary is except for I'm okay. A lot of people know where Calgary is, but right. I've spoken to a number of people that have no clue where it is. Right, right, because it, um, it's just a city. It's not a you know not a place, right? Or it's not a yeah exactly not a big place. It's not it a giant say it land on your passport mass. right on the front, right? Yeah. So, but then. I mean, if I'm talking to someone in in Canada, I I'm a Calgarian. Like I am from Calgary. Right, right. And 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 then if if you take like different stances, like all Canadians are nice. I right. I'm a Canadian, right? Yeah. But then if you if you take the stand of say oil and gas, I'm a Calgarian. Right. Right. Because right. so, so I guess for for, yeah. for all of Canada for that, there's a lot of people have different opinions. Right. 
yeah, I guess it's a it's a contextual uh, contextual loyalties thing, and I'd be curious to see uh, what people find they they prioritize, you know, one thing over another and whatnot. Um, so maybe that's something we'll have to look into later. But I just wanted to you know bring that up a little bit because because of what they talk about, about having a duty to your nation and having a duty to your city and, and all of these things. And that because of that, um, he has to respect the laws. So I, I'd be curious to talk more about that sometime. Um, but in the meantime, uh, why, don't we, why don't we start leading into to wrap it up here and, and talk about what we're going to do to to improve to improve ourselves uh based on what we've read this week do you want to go first you have something in mind yeah so i was actually thinking about um how we were talking about what we care about what people think Mm -hmm. um and and so i mean my thing is i would like to try and care less about what people think about me specifically my whole problem with my is my shirt tucked in (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i do want to make sure that it's tucked in but there's just sometimes where i'm very concerned about it um and then other times i i think there are definitely some things that that i should be caring a bit more about than than i do Mm-hmm. And so I think I think a good start for that is to create a list of this. This is the list of things that I care too much about, and this is a list of things I care too little about. Mm. Yeah, I think that's. A and good then idea. from there, yeah, and from there I can kind of improve on that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's smart. Um... Yeah. Do you have anything else that you're going to improve based on this week? I think I think just kind of that it's it is a a big task and a a good start to kind of improving life. Yeah. Yeah. I think for myself I'm going to think a lot more about what what my responsibility to society is um, because you know whether or not we like it we're we're here right um, and and we have to figure something out to to make it work and I think sometimes not that I don't like I I do respect the law I follow the law um, you know whatever I'm a law-abiding citizen but at the same time I do I do have this inner rebellion that I like, you know, and and I kind of like to be selfish sometimes or all the time, really. Um, I think I I think I am a fairly selfish person, and I think something that I'd like to improve is figuring out how I can be of greater service to to the people around me, and how I can be a little bit less selfish. And maybe focused a little bit more on my community. Um, how exactly I'm going to do that? I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I think I think it's going to start as an inside thing. Because usually 
I'll I'll do things, but it'll be kind of in my head. I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to do this, right? And so I, I think that I'm going to try and change my perspective on that a little bit to be more of a giving, giving person who who not only gives, but also is enjoying the process of giving. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, cause there's, I think just to comment on, on yours, um, there, there's definitely a difference in between I have to help someone mm-hmm. and I want to help someone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that is a that is is a big difference. So I guess I, I'm going to be working on the um, wanting to help somebody, wanting to be a just wanting to be a little bit more dedicated to to people in general, um, rather than just being concerned so much with myself. I think that's that's a place that I, I'm I'm going to start and uh, and try and work on. Um, I think uh, before we wrap up here, I kind of want to do a little bit of housekeeping here. I think what might be a good idea is for us, because we've talked about these things that we want to improve, I think in our during our hiatus, uh, we have a few things planned that we're going to do uh, while, we're, while we're reading through the next book, uh, which is Nicomachean Ethics uh, by Aristotle. Um, And if anybody wants to read along, you can pick one up at your local bookstore if it's open um, or order it on Amazon. Um, But there's going to be a link for that book in the show notes of this episode, as well as you can find it at mechoradio.com. That's echo with an M in front of it, mechoradio.com slash the old goal of truth slash reading list. And there you'll find all of our... All of our books that we're planning to read, this list is subject to change, so maybe don't get too much ahead unless you plan on reading that book anyways. Um, but uh, it, it shows what we're reading right now and what we're reading next. That'll be regularly updated by myself. Um, and so while we're, while we're on this hiatus reading through the next book that we'll be looking at um, before we go into the regular weekly study... I think it would be cool um, to to do a look back if we, you and I, Bryce, listen through the the previous episodes, the previous season, and then and then talk about all the ways that we said that we were going to improve and all the things that we said that we were going to work on, and maybe discuss more concrete goals of how we're going to do that, and and how that's been going. What do you think of that? Yeah, sound sounds good to me. Um, I think that would be a a good way to start the following season is to recap the previous season of mm-hmm. things that we kind of learned and the goals that we set and how we're doing on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're also going to be open to guests during our hiatus. Um, we already have one guest that we're we're going to plan things out with. Um, he messaged me and, and kind of had some comments on the show and some of the, the discussion that we had and brought up some thought experiments. Um, and so, uh, we're going to have him on the show 
and we're going to kind of get into it and debate these thought experiments on what is right and what is wrong on some things. So uh, it's going to be really cool. Uh, if anybody else is interested in, in being a guest, you can, of course, uh, shoot us an email. I think the email is uh, togotpod at gmail.com or just put it on Reddit or, you know, contact us somehow. Message us on Instagram or Twitter uh, at togotpod. However you do it is groovy and Gucci with us, isn't it, Bryce? I mean, I wouldn't use those words, but yes. <laughs> well, and and also you're not going to be the ones getting the emails. I get the emails, although I think exactly. I gave you the password, so you could get into it if you wanted. No, um, you didn't give me the password. Did I not? The email. Oh, no. okay. Well, um, with that, regardless... Um, that's, that's our show to, for today. We have kind of a scripted ending <laughs> that we do. Uh, Bryce, do you want to read that out? That does it for this edition of the old goal of truth for next week. Join us in studying. Yeah. I say Fado? the Fido, the Fado. I don't Fido? know. I don't know how to say it. Just say it. Just say whatever you want. For next week, join us in studying the Fido in the last days of Socrates. In particular, you can join us on reddit.com slash r slash togot pod that's t-o-g-o-t-p-o-d thanks for studying with us thank you mecco